Hello and welcome. This is Kingdom in Context. I'm Sean, and uh, tonight we're going to be talking uh, with several brothers in the faith, um, all of us who knew or were close to Rob Skiba, and we're just going to be doing a tribute and hopefully an encouragement to everyone watching, everyone within the sound of our voices, to hear um, hopefully uh, consolation to you as well as encouragement, because what you know, this was a a man that made an impact on a lot of people including myself. And so please, uh, uh, moderators, please keep the chat civil. Do not be afraid to use the block button um, if you need to. Uh, and I just, without further ado, guys, I'm going to bring on some of our guests. We're going to have some more join us uh, here in about 10 minutes. But um, right now, I'm going to bring on some of our brothers in the faith. This is Ken Heidebreck from Hanging on His Words. Welcome, Ken. Thanks for having me on tonight. Yeah, thanks for joining Appreciate me. Appreciate it. it. Yeah, thanks. This is Chris Bailey from Take on the World. Welcome, Chris. Hey, guys. Hey, welcome. And this is Wes Blaze from West Blaze Music. Welcome. Shalom, my friends. Thank you for having me. Hey, brothers. Yeah. Guys, I want to invite you guys on tonight. I wanted to do a, um, obviously, a tribute. We had some really, everyone received some, um, uh, some stirring news yesterday that uh, our brother Rob has uh, been declared medically passed. And um, I just want to <clears throat> give us an opportunity to share some testimonies of how you impacted our life. Um, I think, Wes, I think you've even prepared a couple of uh, videos, and um, I think we'll be able to share those tonight. And then we may have a couple of other guests that are going to join us um, shortly. So thank everyone for being here. And um, yeah, would, who, would like to, who would like to start? I just want to say that I know me personally, and and I'm. If anybody needed a reminder, you can search Rob Skiba posts on Facebook right now to see all the thousands of comments flooding in, of people giving testimonials that how Rob Skiba impacted their life, and how his teachings and his reach and his ministry made such a change in their their walk of faith, and so that's that's been uh, you know in our faces a reminder of how many people he's touched. I'm one of those people. I didn't know him as, as closely. I didn't follow him as closely as a lot of people have, but uh, he was impactful and he was confirming and affirming things that I was already coming across. And so I know that because so many in this community feel the same way and that not all of us are able to gather, you know, and, and have a uh, honorary service for him or a, a funeral, we're not all able to attend that. And so I think something like this is, is uh, meaningful to a lot of people. And I'm thankful to be a part of it. Hmm. Yeah, you know. Hey man, brother. I I was um I got the message from Sean actually last night. It was about three o'clock in the morning. I think I uh I went to use the washroom and I bring my phone in with me because I use it as a, a light source. And uh that's when I saw Sean's text and I, I had to like read it a couple times because you know I was still kind of asleep, but I'm reading this thing and I'm like, no, no, this can't be. Because I, I don't know if it's naivety or just, um, you know, believing that the father had a, a grander purpose even beyond what Rob's already accomplished through, you know, Yahweh. Um, but I just, I just felt that he was going to come out of this thing, you know. Like I, I when I heard that he was hospitalized, I, I did pray, but I, I was praying that it would be quick, 
and uh you know that he get back out there doing what he's you know known for and what he's good at and uh i yeah this one caught me because i i I honestly did not think uh that it would turn out this way so i was caught off guard and i'm still kind of reeling and in denial like i'm sure a lot of people are but uh yeah rob was a uh an instrumental individual in my life for sure in my my faith journey and uh i've i really wanted to one of my goals in my ministry and even just with honor of kings the the show that sean and i do um was to get him on as a guest I, i really wanted to get him on just just to tell him like bro you you were such a pivotal person in my life to where i am today i have a lot a lot to thank you for so i didn't get to do that in person i I told him multiple times through various comments on facebook or wherever you know how huge of a individual he was in my life but uh i wanted to have that you know that computer to computer interaction because i was likely not going to really see him in person just being in canada and uh and whatnot but uh yeah so that bothers me because i i thought for sure we'd get him on honor kings but uh maybe not Again, I got a chance to meet him at Take on the World 2021 this year in person. Um, and uh, obviously, we've done broadcasts together, uh, different things. But in person, I got a chance to talk to him and shake his hand and look him in the eye. And he was absolutely genuine. Yeah. Um, he was, you know, um, he even let me rattle on about scripture. So he didn't interrupt me. He didn't. Uh, yeah. He even let me. Uh, Phil is here for about 10 minutes. So that was, uh, and he had you on for virtual house church for their presentation for that. Yeah. too. He, he was yeah, part of inviting right. you up for, up for that. And I definitely know we, we had been talking about since the beginning of uncommon ground that w- there were plans and in, in motion of possibly getting him on for a, for a season finale. Like he would have been the bigger, you know, big name guest that we were going for, for that show as well. So yeah, he did a ton of work in that field, right? And that's what uh, somebody I was talking to my wife earlier today and talking about his drive, his call to. Uh, he's been talking about the idea of seed since, I mean, what, 10 years now? I mean, he's been pursuing that for a long time. Um, I remember talking to him, you know, and just in private message on Facebook about his audio dramas back in like 2012, 2013, you know, and, and I just remember. Um, how he's been pushing for that. He's felt called to make, to do that. And what's so fascinating when I was telling my wife was that calling that drive led him into all these other areas that impacted thousands upon thousands of thousands of people. The whole concept of the relevance of Torah and biblical yeah. cosmology and that. So I, I guess part of me thinks that just because maybe the, his pursuit for the calling um, to create his series, his seed series, um, didn't come to, didn't find itself uh, to the to the place he wanted to take it. But his journey to accomplish that led into all this other stuff that's blessed so many people. Yeah. And to me, that's just like it's like the just a wonderful way the Father uses even the journey to to get so many different facets of truth out there, even if. Um, cause I've, you know, I've shared before that I'm, my whole channel is not what I thought I would be doing for God back in 2013, you know? So it's like, but here I am, I feel like he's like, all right, we'll put that on the back burner. I want you to do some other stuff. And Rob did that same thing. And we got to watch him 
go through that almost in real time with his with his every latest video is he's like all right guys I, I okay i came across this and i'm trying to figure this out and he's you know he had a whole bunch of yabuts to go through uh as he was on his journey and um it's just such a blessing to so many people what i love about how he would start off a lot of his speeches or a lot of his presentations he would say now this isn't thus saith the lord this is thus thinketh rob and so it was just as you said he we got to witness his ongoing research and he would share it with people he wasn't shy to say here's just what i'm looking at right now check it out with me and that's there's a beautiful thing in that you get that live interaction that so many people hunger for in person that they don't get yeah yeah he intrigued me early on probably around 2012 that's when i started actually uh seeing his name come up on like youtube and stuff but uh he was someone that was clearly, as he calls it, on a quest for truth, right? And so was I at that time in my life. I was hungering and thirsting for for truth and just knowing, you know, that there's something more than than what I've always thought, you know, existed in my life. So he had this this intriguing and unique perspective and approach to, uh, to trying to find that truth. And so it, it attracted me, you know, I gravitated towards it and um, related to it so much. You know, he was almost like a mentor to me. So I was, yeah. Same. Yes, sir, in a lot of ways. Good to see you, Paul. You're muted, Sean. Hey, Paul. Oh, welcome, brother. Can you hear us? Yeah, I can. Welcome. Yeah, glad you can make it. So we've just been uh, um, sharing. So you're welcome to share if you have something you'd like to share. Experiences, encounters. Well, I was, I've been, I was blessed to, you know, get to hang out with Rob so many times. I'm just so thankful. I met him in 2017 uh, in Raleigh, North Carolina. And uh, he didn't know me, but I knew him because I obviously had been catching up on his life, you know, what he had shared publicly up to that point in time. And so I went up and introduced myself and obviously he was very gracious and, and, uh, you know, that was the first time I got to meet him. And then, you know, seeing him at the other conferences and take on the world in 2019. And then just, you know, what? End of August. I mean, I can't believe you know, that I was just, uh, just hanging out with him, you know, and shaking his hand, give him a hug, you know, just in just a, you know, month before last. So it's just, it's just shocking, um, unexpected. And I, I, you know, in all transparency, I, I figured he was going to get better and I couldn't wait to, I was telling my wife just the other day, I can't wait for him to get better because man, that first show he does when he gets back is going to be awesome. What a testimony he's going to have. And, so, uh, you know, just, just floored. This was floored when I heard. Thank you for sharing, brother. Shaking up for sure. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, he made an impact on a lot of people. Um, so, so many people. And uh, um, I, I think... The first time I saw him was probably 2009 or 10, back when he was um, talking about being blacklisted from certain conferences because he was 
you know, contesting the idea of a second incursion of angels. And uh, I thought that was pretty, like that was something that got my attention because I was already studying the Nephilim topic and um, had been since 2007 and, and was really actually doing prep for a, for a trilogy of books that I was working on at the time and came across Rob's teachings on the Nephilim and, and his presentations and how much controversy he was stirring up because of his research and that was one of the things that inspired me was was not quite the information because I was already researching the information, but it was his tenacity to question the status quo, to question the traditions of seminary, to question mainstream thought and church uh, ideas um, because his research pretty much went in opposition to all that. And so his uh, tenacity to just, you know, dig into that topic and not let go because uh, the the words plainly state what they say, and he was willing to stand by that. And to me, that was a. If you guys ever see me being stubborn about stuff during debates or interviews, that's I picked that up from Rob a long time ago. <laughs> Inspired by the skeebs, love it. Yeah, I had the pleasure of speaking of debates of seeing him live with Robert um, Son Genesis. Son Genesis in Denver. Uh, you know where, in my opinion, he absolutely crushed. <laughs> crushed him <laughs> you know he's just so well prepared and knows this stuff so well it was it was just a pleasure to see it live you know and in person uh, it was, that's one of my greatest memories probably of rob is just seeing him you know just the, he was a master with his arguments and how he formulated them and how prepared he was and i know i talked to him a little bit before he was Admittedly, he said he was pretty nervous going in, and we were all like, you know, this is not going to be any contest, and we were right, and at least in my opinion, uh, he uh, he was able to defend uh, his positions very well. Yeah, I saw an interview right after he walked out of that debate today, and um, he had this big smile on his face, and somebody was asking him if he was nervous, and he was talking about how nervous he was for that because he had only read 300 pages of Robert's 700-page book, and that, uh, you know, but he was shocked and surprised pleasantly to find out that Robert had, you know, the same arguments from those first 300 pages that Rob was prepared for and, and knew every, every one of them coming. So, yeah, he did well with that one. He was made for that debate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah for sure. At that conference in uh, 2019, FEIC in Dallas, um, I, I asked him to to stop and take a picture with me probably three or four different times, <laughs> and I was ex I was so excited for them that half of them came out blurry, <laughs> but he was still uh, he he was gracious and and never said once, "Oh, you've already gotten two three pictures with me. Come on, I got things to do." He would stop and smile and give me a handshake and it was great yeah yeah it was uh it was in 2012 when i started to uh seriously take my you know my faith in, into consideration and uh you know wanted to know what it is i believed and why and i had that kind of moment where i you know i prayed to the father just if there's more to this life please reveal it to me right and uh i picked up my bible and i started reading genesis and i got across genesis 6 and i remember reading you know, the word, the Nephilim came up and I was just like, huh, all right. That, that word isn't foreign to me, but I do recall Dr. Chuck Missler, uh, expositioning a lot on that, that topic. And I was like, I want to learn a little bit more about what that is. Cause like I said, I, I had learned about the Nephilim years 
prior to that, but then I just kind of dropped it and didn't consider much more of it. So then I typed in, um, hey, Adam, how you doing, buddy? Welcome, Adam. Shalom. How are y'all? Good. Just, just talking about how I, I, I was about to say, I, I typed in the word Nephilim in YouTube back in 2012, and uh, Rob was one of the first few that popped up there. And uh, I was like, all right, what's this? So I clicked on it, and it was like instantly. I, was just, I watched the first video, and then I ended up just binging everything that he had. And uh, yeah, the rest is history with that. He just, from the Nephilim to, I mean, Torah for me is the biggest one. I didn't, I didn't catch on all that quick with it. He would post a lot on Facebook about it, and I would just kind of disregard it. I'm like, no, talk more about the Nephilim. I don't, I don't really care about Torah. Like, whatever, right? The law is kind of done away with the cares, right? And then he just was persistent on it, and I was like, okay, well. He led me to this Nephilim. He, he gave me more understanding with the Nephilim. So what is this tour all about? And then that just led to other things. And so, yeah, he just, uh, he was a pioneer in my life. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Welcome, Adam. You have anything you want to share? Welcome brothers. Um, th uh, thanks for having me on here. This, uh, you know, it's, it's great to see, you know, the kind of community come together when things like this happens. Um, it just makes me realize how much we actually are family and, uh, it's good to see. So thanks for doing this, Sean. Um, and I, Chris, I think you're still doing something tomorrow. Are you still doing that? Uh, no, we're, no. we're going to postpone that and, okay. um, we're going to push for something, um, uh, hopefully next week. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, nevertheless, um, this, this is good to do. I was kind of just hearing what you're saying, um, brother Ken. And it's, it's, it's funny because I was a little behind you. I was uh, a couple years behind you. I, I knew the father was trying to wake me up in 20, 2012, 2013, but I was a slow riser, if you will. Um, but yeah, summer of 2015 changed my life. And that's when I found Rob zen uh and a few others but I, I really i really honed in on rob because that's also when i was looking at the nephilim and all that kind of stuff same like you for me it was a different perspective because i was raised in judaism i'm like okay all this other stuff is cool but like, why do you why do you want to be a jew <laughs> like I, I could tell you firsthand you don't want to get into judaism <laughs> there's there's nothing there trust me and uh thankfully um uh, like you said as he was persistent and then i started uh watching a few other channels including 119 and a few others and i'm like oh okay so we had it wrong too okay so just like you know christianity's gonna stray from the truth well so did the judaism okay i get it but anyways um yeah rob was extremely instrumental um uh he was one of the i guess the pillars uh in the faith that yah used to wake me up and um yeah Guys like him and a few others are really, um, um, I don't know, just was so, so foundational uh, in, in my walk. And of course, all praise to Yah, but he used men like Rob to to share the truth to his children and to wake people yeah. up. And I'm forever thankful. Um, I was sharing, uh, uh, I went live this morning, just wanted to share a few thoughts. And, well, you know, one thing I loved about Rob is I knew he was genuine 
And, you know, knowing you and you know, Sean, you and Ken behind the scenes uh, and you, Chris and and uh, and Wes, you know, you guys are genuine people, you know, and I can I can say that because people can put a front on camera. But, you know, over the years, I've seen the fruits of you guys. But really, you know, talking about Rob tonight, some of the things he did, you just he just you can't fake the funk. You know, he he really was what he portrayed to be on camera. And uh, I'll never forget, I shared this earlier this morning. Um, I met him finally at the the Flat Earth Conference uh, 2019. And uh, anyone that was there uh, kind of saw me hobbling around. I have this, uh, well, like Paul, a thorn in my side. I got this uh, thing that pops up a couple times a year, which, uh, anyways, so he saw me hobbling around. And uh, he was like, what's wrong, man? I'm like, well, you know, I got this thing. He's like, well, let's put some hands on you. Let's pray for you right now. I was like. Wow, cool. You know, yeah, please. You know, just Rob Skiba pray, you know. Um, and he just, you know, he prayed right then and there. And uh it was just like that's the kind of stuff that just, you know, as Messiah says, out of the abundance of the heart, so the mouth speaketh, and you know, and uh and doeth, you know, KJV talk and doeth. Um just really um he's just I don't know, he's just really impressed me and um you know, over the last year or two, much like you did, Sean, you you extended an olive branch too, and uh, was really uh, putting Paul to the test and really uh, just um, re-examining everything. You extended uh, many olive branches, and so did Rob. Um, was really there for me when that was kind of a time of testing for me and all that was going on uh, with that. And uh, he was just there. He was there as a true brother, and. Um, just I can't thank Abba enough for a man like him and uh, many others, you know, in this community that's been um, true family. So, mm. yeah. Anyways. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, well, I watched your video today, Adam, and it was very encouraging, brother. Appreciate you for doing that. Praise you. Yeah. Uh, guys, if at this time, if, if uh, you'd like, uh, Wes has prepared um, a wonderful video. Uh, just saying shalom to, to our brother Rob. Uh, Wes, you want me to play that at this time? Okay. Please. There's no one in town I know But you gave us some place to go I never said thank you for that I thought I might get one more chance And what would you think of me now? So lucky, so strong, so proud I never said thank you for that Now I'll never have a chance May angels lead you Sleepless roads to sleepless go May angels lead you in So 
What would you think of me now? So lucky, so strong, so proud I never said thank you for that Now I'll never have a chance May angels lead you in Hear you, me, my friends On sleepless roads, the sleepless go May angels lead you in May angels lead you in Angels lead you in May angels lead you in Angels lead you in Circle of 
But we do not want you to be uninformed, brethren, about those who are asleep, so that you will not grieve as do the rest who have no hope. For if we believe that Yeshua died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep in Yeshua. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the love for the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. That's comforting. That's truth. Good video, brother. Thank you. That was uh, that was well done. I appreciate it, man. Guys, I just had a quick, uh, a few scriptures I wanted to share tonight. And just uh, to try to encourage everyone that um, many people that watch my channel, they know that um, we talk about the kingdom of God. I mean, my channel is named Kingdom of Context. We talk about the kingdom of God a lot. And we talk about the resurrection. And uh, real quick, guys, I want to bring on Aaron is joining us as well. Hey, Aaron, welcome. Hey, what's going on, guys? Good to see you. Thanks for joining that was, us. That was beautiful, Wes, man. I, I didn't want to jump in until after that was done because that was just, man, talk about, you know, heart, you know, just right right to the heart. And uh, Adam, I saw your, your your presentation, your tribute earlier, and that was beautiful too. So I appreciate you guys putting that all together because it's, it's kind of helped me get through, you know, it's just, just seeing everybody's positive comments and talking about everything. I've been blown away. Just to see, like I was saying earlier, how many thousands of people are coming out of the woodwork to say they've been influenced by this man, that they came to a certain understanding that it's life changing, that it increases your your walk and your faith. There's so many people have said that Rob Skiba has done that for them. And I'm I'm proud of him for lack of better words, I'm amazed. Yeah. Yeah, he uh he um very passionate about what he felt God was calling him to do and you know regardless of how many times he tried to uh he tried to brush it off he was a teacher and he taught me things he taught many of us things and um if like I've said before if nothing else just the the tenacity he had to know the word to defend the word to go after the truth in the word at all costs uh, at one point I remember back in what 2015 um, he was afraid he was going to lose his entire ministry because he was looking into biblical cosmology and, uh, he stayed, stayed the course. He kept going after truth and, um, and he didn't lose anything. <laughs> yeah. He just, um, just made a bigger impact, bigger splash. So that to me was like, that was super encouraging to me to see someone go through that and, and not care. I mean, he cared. But to to come to the conclusion that he just wasn't going to care and he was going to pursue truth at all costs, and that that is, a, I think, an example we can all look at. Yeah. Uh, it's a famous, uh, not famous passage, little known passage. Excuse me. Uh, it's one of my favorites, Sarak uh, Ecclesiasticus four twenty eight. I believe it says, uh, "Strive for the truth unto death, and Yahweh will fight for you." And I, I think Rob exemplified that statement. So. 
Green. Yeah. And I, I know that uh, <clears throat> this is still a, uh, this is a fresh situation. And um, I know that the father has a ton of promises for us that uh, Adam, you, you reviewed some of those on your broadcast today. Um, we always talk about the promise of the kingdom to come and how we get into that kingdom is through resurrection. And that's a, such a beautiful transition that um, I'm just, uh, I can't talk about it enough. I know a lot of people heard me talk about it, but tonight I just wanted to remind people, hopefully in a unique way, because I've never, I've never on my channel at, in three and a half years, I've never talked about what I'm going to say right now as I review these scriptures, which is the idea that um, the resurrection does get us into a kingdom. And that's for the promise of the saints is that we are resurrected. We're glorified. Just like the example we see in our savior, Yeshua. he has his, he's the first roots of the first resurrection. And then we're going to take after that, we're going to follow in that pattern um, on the seventh trumpet on the day of the Lord, when he returns and raised us to eternal life, that is the promise of the covenant. And as a result of that, we inherit the kingdom of God, but we're not the only people in that story. And I just want to go over a couple, just a handful of scriptures real quick to expound. Um, so this is some of the promises through the prophet Zechariah that uh, we, he says, shout for joy and be glad, O daughter of Zion, for I am coming to dwell among you, declares Yahweh. On that day, many nations will join themselves to the Lord. They will become my people. And this is a promise that I just, uh, I'm flabbergasted by. It's not only the saints that the father brings in, it's the many nations. He says, they will become my people. I will dwell among you, and you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you, and the Lord will take possession of Judah as his portion of the Holy Land, and he will once again choose Jerusalem. And this is where we see this um, we see this mentioned in prophecy a few times. But Micah 4.2, similar to Isaiah 2.2, 2, says, Many nations will come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, so that we may walk in his paths, for the law will go forth from Zion and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. You're watching, guys. This is the promise of resurrection is that you get his laws put on your heart. You become a ruling priesthood with Yeshua. This passage is a promise to the surviving nations who repopulate during the millennial reign. This is a passage to encourage them. They will learn the ways of, of the law of God, the, the behavior of the creator. They will learn that. And they're going to need people to teach it to them. So how fitting is it that the resurrected saints are promised to be a part of that ruling class who will have the Torah on their hearts so they can teach all the many peoples from the nations? Yeah, it's part of the priesthood. So Isaiah 51, 1 through 5. It says, Listen to me, you who pursue righteousness, you who seek the Lord. Look to the rock from which you were cut and to the quarry from which you were hewn. Look to Abraham your father, to Sarah who gave you birth. When I call him, he was but one. And then I blessed him and multiplied him. For the Lord will comfort Zion and will look on compassion on all her ruins. He will make her wilderness like Eden and her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in her. Thanksgiving and melodious song. Pay attention to me, my people, and listen to me, my nation. For a law will go out from me and my justice will become a light to the nations. I will bring it about quickly. My righteousness draws near. My salvation is on the way. My arms will bring justice to the nations. The islands will look for me and wait and hope for my arm. Mm -hmm. And um, I think Amazing. that this is a beautiful, beautiful promise, right? 
to to repeat the promise of the covenant, which is that we get resurrection, putting our faith in Yeshua. He's our high priest and our savior. He's the one that calls our names out before the Father to raise us from the dead to eternal life. But that's for a reason. And part of that reason is that we become a part of a priesthood with him so that we can teach the nations how to inherit the kingdom as well. In Romans 15, 8 through 12, Paul reiterates Isaiah by saying, For I tell you that Christ has become a servant of the circumcised on behalf of God's truth to confirm the promises made to the patriarchs so that the Gentiles may glorify God for his mercy. As it is written, therefore, I will praise you among the Gentiles. I will sing hymns to your name. Again, it says, Rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people. And again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, and extol him, all you peoples. And once more, Isaiah says, The root of Jesse will appear one who will rise to rule over the Gentiles. In him, the Gentiles will put their hope. So guys, when the kingdom returns, the king returns with that kingdom. And the entire world will come to the New Jerusalem. All the different people from the different islands of the earth will come to the world or come to the New Jerusalem and be in submission to Yeshua, the king of kings, the king of the New Jerusalem. And they, from him, they will put their hope. He will provide for them. He will care for them. He will literally give them medicine, food, and water. And he will give them sound instruction on how to live with happiness and with peace. Yeah. So last, uh, lastly, Isaiah 42.1. This is the king that we're referencing. He is my, here is my servant whom I uphold, my chosen one in whom my soul delights. I'll put my spirit on him. He will bring justice to the nations. That means there's no more war. There's no more bad. There's no more uh, intentional shenanigans and manipulating economies and strategizing to have empires. He will bring justice to all the peoples that come to the New Jerusalem. And lastly, he uses the glorified saints to do that, to actually implement that justice and carry out that authority over all the earth to create peace on the earth. And I'm going somewhere with this, guys. And um, in, in, and pertaining to Rob. He says, Unto the one who overcomes and continues in my work until the end, I will give authority over the nations. So everyone that takes part in the first resurrection and the day of the Lord, you're going to share in authority with Yeshua over the nations. He says, He will rule them with an iron scepter and shatter them like pottery, just as I've received authority from my Father. And just quick, quick insertion, guys. He's referring to the bad guys are going to get shattered like pottery, but the law that, like we read about earlier, that goes forth will teach everyone that remains how to live in peace. And then, lastly, Revelation twenty-four through six. Then I saw the thrones, and those seated on them had been given authority to judge. And I saw the souls of who of those who had been beheaded for the testimony of Jesus and for the word of God, and those who had not worshipped the beast or its image and had received its or not received its mark on their foreheads or hands, and they came to life and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. The rest of the dead did not come back to life until the thousand years were complete. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy are those who share in the first resurrection. The second death has no power over them, but they will be priests of God and of Christ and will reign with him for a thousand years. Hmm. And guys, I, the reason I bring these verses up in the order that I did, Rob was called to share elements of history in cinematic fashion that taught you the truth of God's word. That was his passion. That's what he's been pursuing for as long as I've known him. And along the way, he encountered other topics that helped his journey, that helped him grow 
and his understanding of scripture and thousands and thousands of other people. Rob will be resurrected. And I just want to encourage folks that it this is this is not Catholic ideals. This is not Catholic doctrine where you you go to a cloud-like land like it's some weird um, level on Mario. This is you this is a real tangible reality that we inherit a real kingdom, a real place of land, water, trees, food, celebrations, feasts. The Father and the Son are there, the angels. We, I mean, we'll be real. Just as Yeshua and his resurrected body could be touched by his disciples, he could eat dinner with them, he could cook them breakfast on the side of the lake. Just as real as he was at his resurrection, so will we be at our resurrections. Hmm. And as a part of the priesthood, our brother Rob can still fulfill his calling. He can still, for a thousand years, teach those who need to hear it the history of the world and pertaining to the truth of God. And he and and my brothers, I just want to say this. You know, hope I'm not going too far with this, but in the kingdom, there won't be any hindrances. He won't have to worry about Hollywood trying to suppress his his product. He won't have to worry about people getting in the way of a project and not fulfilling deadlines or having a producer back out on funding or whatever. He'll have unimpeded ability to do the ministry that he was called to do. Yeah. He'll have full access to all the funds he needs. So when we see in the scriptures that angels show up to the prophets and sometimes just to regular people, they give them visions. Guys, this is... That is an ability that you and I will have. And the scriptures say will be made greater than the angels at the resurrection. Not just in authority, but also in a newly resurrected new creation style body that not even the angels, in my understanding, none of the angels will be as, as quote unquote powerful as we will be in our glorified bodies. We will have the ability like the angels when they show up and they, they show men a vision. That's just a different medium. That's just a different, uh, a different way of what Rob was trying to do his whole life by putting a vision on screen for people to learn the truth of God. Yeah. So it's my understanding in the kingdom after the resurrection, our brothers like Rob will be able to still fulfill their calling to millions and millions of people. And uh, so I just, I know, <laughs> I know a lot of people were, um, a lot of people are have. Well, I've seen a lot of people speak about how they were confused that uh, a brother like Rob would be um, would pass before he completed what he thought God wanted him to do. I just want to encourage you guys: it's not over. He's going to have plenty of time and more opportunity to do what God put in his heart to do when he gets to the kingdom. Hallelujah! Yeah, Amen. Beautiful. I think that, um, you know, with this whole seed project, um, I, I talked about this a little bit on my, my, th on my little kind of video that I did, but when, <clears throat> when I was really thinking about this, um, I really kept getting like these flashes of, of like, you know, painters and, and artists who, that their, their, their material didn't become valuable until after they passed. And I really feel like just because he started something doesn't mean we can't finish it. You know, I really think that something like this can really inspire an entire community. I mean, this guy, Rob has, has probably affected hundreds of thousands of people 
And I think that's why so many in the community are impacted, including myself. Because as many times as I talked to Rob, I didn't really ever tell him how much he affected my walk. You know, I didn't want to be a, you know, Rob Skiba fanboy. I, you know, I just wanted to treat him like, you know, a brother. And, but the truth, truth of the matter is he, he really affected my walk. And I never got to actually tell him how much um, his work did Im impact my walk at that time. And I feel like there's a lot of other people that feel the same way. And the way that I really look at this is if we didn't get to thank him at the time, we can thank him now by continuing on his work. You know, if some, if, if Rob Skiba's ministry affected you and, and, and changed your perception of the Bible and got you back in the, in the book and it, and, and made it, you know, alive to you do that for someone else, do that for three or four other people. Let's continue on his work. Let's spread everything that he has put out there and he has done. Let's reshare his work. Let's, let's, you know, memorize the things that he did and let's go tell other people about it. I mean, it doesn't have to stop right now just because he breathed his last breath. He will be remembered on for as long as we're alive and his material has impacted our growth and our material that we put out there. Now we, we will always build off of what Rob did and his hard work. And I just, you know, I think if you want to show your thankfulness to what has been done um, in your life, spread it on to somebody else. Um, I, I can, I know that there are a lot of people that are upset and, and sad because um, I am, uh, you know, with this whole situation. I can only imagine this is kind of how the uh, the first century Christians felt when Stephen was stoned or, you know, the apostles were, were martyred. But the truth of the matter is it's saddening. It's heartbreaking for the, the Skiba family and for Sheila and for everything else. We know where um, Rob is at. He's, he's resting with the father, but there are still people here that he left behind but it should be saddening and inspiring because there's a void in our community now and we all need to pick up and, and fill that void. Um, and I know that this is part of the reason why the father has done what he has done is because it's, it will be the kick in the pants for some, some people to get them back out to do what they're supposed to be doing. Cause he is spot. He inspired me while he was alive. His work will inspire me after he's passed. So I just wanted to add that. Sorry. Yeah, no worries. We appreciate it there. Well said. That was a message of his that uh, I saw in a video last night that I watched again when he was on a panel of discussion for, I believe it was with Sean for a lighthouse promotion and for end times discussion. And one of the things that really stood out to me was his call to use the gifts that God gave you, that it's tempting to want to believe that the, the end of the world is coming tomorrow and, you know, that it could all go, come crashing down and we're helpless. But there are still people left to reach, right? His loving kindness and his mercies have extended this far. So us, so us, his people can reach more. And uh, Rob really inspired that. He said, if you're, if you're calling is to make YouTube videos, if it's music, if it's, you know, basically memes or whatever your, your gifts are to uh, share his truth than to actively pursue it while we have breath in our lungs. And that's something he did. Yeah. Yeah, it's enough to motivate me. That's for sure. Absolutely. Our time is short, brothers. Got to make the best of it. And uh, I know, like Rob, totally did. And uh, I think we all have have gifts here. All of us have ministries or some facet of, you know, understanding where we want to exemplify it and teach it to people. And uh, yeah, I want to be like Rob, right? Just like Paul said, right? Imitate me as I imitate Christ. I can yeah. say that about Rob. Like I wanna, I wanna imitate him and uh, you know do the good works that he did too. Absolutely. 
Yes, sir. For sure. Can I share some scripture? Can I do a screen share? Is that? You can. Know. Yeah, for sure. Uh... It should allow you. Uh, okay, I see. I get it. Okay. So I don't know if you, I, I didn't join in the first uh, 30 minutes or so. Um, just a couple different perspectives on, you know, just some things to think about. I shared this with my stream earlier. Uh, Isaiah 57, 1 through 2, the righteous man perishes and no one lays it to heart. Devout men are taken away while no one understands. For the righteous man is taken away from calamity. He enters into peace. They rest in their beds who walk in their uprightness. So, you know, I, th I think we all maybe have a different perspective on how much time we have left. Uh, I think maybe some of us may think it's around the corner next week. Some of us, you know, may think we have 30, 40, 50 years. Um, who, who really knows, honestly? Um, but we do know that scripture is, you know, cyclical um, and this happened before this is jasher chapter four and it said uh, this is with uh, right before the flood of noah it's and i and yahweh said i will blot out man that i created from the face of the earth yea from man to the birds of the air together with the cattle and the beasts that are in the field for i repent that i made them and all listen to this and all men who walked in the ways of yahweh died in those days before yahweh brought the evil upon man which he had declared for this was from Yahuwah that they should not see the evil which Yahuwah spoke of concerning the sons of men. And it's kind of repeated in the next uh, chapter, chapter 5. And all the sons of men who knew Yahuwah died in that year before Yahuwah brought the evil upon them. For Yahuwah willed them to die so as not to behold the evil that Elohim would bring upon their brothers and relatives as he has so declared to do. And it reminds me a little bit of what our Messiah said when uh, the women were weeping for him in Luke 23. Yeah, Luke 23, 26 through 31. And as they led him away, they seized one Simon of Cyrene who was coming in from the country and laid on him the cross to carry it behind Yahusha. And there followed him a great multitude of the people and of women who bewailed and lamented him but Yahushua turning to them said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For behold, the days are coming when they shall say, Blessed are the barren and the wombs that never bore and the breasts that never gave suck. Then they will begin to say to the mountains, Fall on us and to the hills, cover us. For if they do this when the wood is green, what will happen when it is dry? So, you know, and also, I'm not going to read it because it's kind of a long passage. I think, I think everyone here in this uh, stream is probably familiar with to Ezra uh, chapter 7, 75 through 100. But, you know, while it's absolutely, um, you know, scriptural and it's Torah to, to mourn and weep, you know, I think we learn, especially in the, in the New Testament, um, especially through like Paul's writings and whatnot, that like he says, you know, to die is gain, you know. Um, and like what you read earlier, Wes, uh, with uh, 1 Thessalonians 4, um, we should... At, even though he's gone, you know, there is some sort of rejoicing, like the book of Ecclesiastes says, seven, uh, chapter 7, verse 1, that the day of one's death is better than the day of one's birth. Um, Rob is in a better place right now. According to the book of two Esdras, which I fully believe is, is true, he's on a journey right now. I guess an angel is kind of taking him on a journey and showing him um, of all these different things that are going to come. Uh, and 
uh, the rest of the weights. And I guess, uh, as the, it says, after seven days, he's going to be uh, kept in the Abraham's bosom portion of Sheol uh, in rest and quiet and peace until that first resurrection. And, um, you know, so certainly thinking about Sheila, you know, and, and Rob's family, it's 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 horrible. Um, but for Rob himself, you know, I think he is in a great place. And just one, one more verse and I'll, I'll be quiet. Um, while you were speaking, uh, Sean, about being made like the uh, the angels or higher than the angels, I think it's Second Baruch that says we'll be higher than the angels. But uh, this passage is beautiful about the resurrection, Daniel 12, and specifically about people like Rob. At that time shall arise Michael, the great prince, who has charge of your people, and there shall be a time of trouble such as never been since there was a nation till that time. But at that time, your people shall be delivered, everyone whose name shall be found written in the book. And many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. And I listen to this. And those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament. Now here's Rob. And those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. I think we... Uh, whatever that number may be, tens of thousands he may have turned to to righteousness, maybe even hundreds of thousands. I don't know. Um, but um, that number has got to be up there. And I have to imagine Rob is a uh, is a shining example of verse three right there of people who turn many to righteousness will shine like the stars of the firmament. And uh, that is super encouraging. Even the book of James says, uh, chapter five, uh, if you turn one person, if someone, if someone errs from the truth and you do turn him, you know that you've saved a soul from death and hide a multitude of sins. And that's one person. So imagine the kind of reach that Rob has had over the last, what, 10, 12 years. So um, I think he's going to he's in a really good place right now. Um, so praise you for that. I can, I can only hope that that's true because I can see, you know, like the angel flying him around, you know, over these next couple of days and showing him the firmament and him going, I knew it. <laughs> you know, I would love to. Oh, man. I, I, I guarantee he's, you know, he's enjoying his time right now. So um, I'm just glad that, that the community is coming together. That's that to me is one of the most important things to see. And I think that's what Rob would want us to do is to come together and support, you know, his family and support his projects and things like that. I, I, I it's what I keep trying to push and I hope that everybody's on board for that. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. So, Sean, are you continuing the seed project? You're the project guy. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe we all should in our own way. <laughs> Honestly, I, I never read the full manuscript, like the full uh, script. I don't know if, because I know he wanted he wanted to actually make a TV series out of it and make it multiple seasons. So I, I don't think I ever had a chance to read the full storyline. So hopefully, hopefully he's got he's, that somewhere. Yeah, hopefully he does. I'm sure. I'm sure he's knowing Rob. He's got that on some documents somewhere, a thousand pages deep. So. Yeah, big, big, <laughs> big stack, printed off in his back room. Yeah, for sure. I would do voice work for free. <laughs> I know that um, Paul says we're called to be ambassadors for Yeshua, and that's uh, something fascinating because what Adam you just talked about—the um, idea of um, being made like the angels and uh, at the resurrection—and it's it's you also talked about uh, people that are uh, turning others, like in James says, turning a sinner to repentance, 
And I love it because Malachi chapter two, as it's describing a priest and what Yahweh made a covenant with Levi, um, and in, in Malachi chapter two, it talks about that same idea. And so we're promised to be priests, as I read earlier, to rule with Yeshua during the millennial reign. And Rob did a wonderful job of practicing for that position yeah. in his life, in his mortal life. Because here in Malachi 2, um, it, it's describing Levi, and it says, True instruction was in his mouth. Nothing false was found in his lips. He walked with me in peace and uprightness, and he turned many from iniquity. Hallelujah. And so I think that's all of our job as ambassadors for Yeshua, is to practice for that role. Yeah. Um, and to Kingdom turn behavior. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Call, that call to repentance, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a, a special place of the greatest in the kingdom, you know, and there's got to be an honorary priestly position for somebody that's had as, as big a reach and as, as major of an influence as, as Rob has. So yeah. well said, Sean. He's in the Hall of Faith now. I know. I think of him as one of the, the heroes of the faith, too, in modernity, right? The yes. modern heroes of the faith. Like if, if Abraham were still around, right, Rob would be hanging out with him and they'd be making videos. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, uh, West. I think it was it is it uh Hebrews 11 mm -hmm. the hall like of faith, the hero, yeah, the heroes of faith like chapter. And it you know goes, I, I was I was thinking of that with with Rob, you know, and definitely definitely would make that uh would make that list at least in my mind. Hey guys, I've got to uh I've got to jam out, so I just wanted to say goodbye and and uh you guys have really comforted me tonight. Uh, it's just this is what I needed just for me personally was coming together with some brothers and, and just kind of uh, reminiscing and talking about it. So, cause we're so disjointed, you know, just all over the world. So, um, and I just wanted to remind people, I see it in chat, you know, Rob started this uh, prayer initiative at 444 every day. Um, so I encourage everybody, you know, that's listening now live or going to catch this later to uh, at least what I do is I set an alarm on my phone uh, so that it goes off every day at the same time. And even just taking a couple of minutes and uh, pray with everybody in your time zone, um, you know, against the evils of the world. Um, and obviously right now, comfort for Robin uh, or for Sheila and, you know, it, uh, their family and, um, you know, just everything that's going on right now. Uh, I think that would be just awesome if we would just continue that, that yeah. he just started recently, you know, just a few months ago. That's right. Um, 444 prayer initiative. That's right. That's right. So anyway, thanks guys for having me. Uh, God bless you all. And, uh, and uh, I just, just so thankful for the time that we got to exist the same time as Rob and enjoy and, and see so much of the, you know, the materials, his body of work is just immense. Yeah. There's so much to, for me to catch up on now. Um, now that I know that it's, it's complete at least in in its earthly uh form um yeah a lot of uh, a lot of catching up to do so mm -hmm. yeah. thanks again guys well said brother thank you for coming on love you good night hey uh i saw in the chat a couple of people had don't know what we're talking about with two ezra's chapter seven with the seven things that people see do you mind if i just read the the good part about what happens when you die go so ahead brother is that okay? All right. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I won't read the whole thing just to save a few minutes. Um, oh, yeah, I got a screen share. Okay. Because it, it blew me away the first time I ever heard this. I'm like, you don't get this anywhere else. And you all know that I love two Ezra's. So, okay. Two Ezra's chapter seven. 
and it says, um, I answered and said, if I have found favor in your sight, O master, show this also to your servant, whether after death, as soon as every one of us yields up his soul, we shall be kept in rest until those times come when you will renew the creation or whether we'll be, we will be tormented at once. He answered and said to me, I will show you that also, but do not be associated with those who have shown scorn, nor number yourself among those who are tormented, for you have a treasure of works laid up with the Most High, but it will not be shown to you until the last times. And we certainly know that Rob's got a treasure of, of works saved up as well. Now, concerning the death, the teaching is, when the decisive decree has gone forth from the Most High that a man shall die, as the Spirit leaves the body to return again to him who gave it, First of all, it adores the glory of the Most High. And this is, uh, it goes over seven things that a wicked man sees, but let's just, just to save a little bit of time, let's go straight to what the righteous person sees, what Rob has been seeing the last 24 hours and will be seeing the next six days. Now, this is the order of those who have kept the ways of the Most High when they shall be separated from their mortal body. During the time that they lived in it, they laboriously served the Most High and withstood danger every hour that they might keep the Torah of the lawgiver perfectly. Therefore, this is the teaching concerning them. First of all, they shall see with great joy the glory of him who receives them, for they shall have rest in seven orders. The first order, because they have striven with great effort to overcome the evil thought which was formed with them, that it might not lead them astray from life into death. The second order, because they see the perplexity in which the souls of the ungodly wander and the punishment that awaits them. The third order, they see the witness which he who formed them bears concerning them, that while they were alive, they kept the Torah which was given to them in trust. The fourth order, they understand the rest which they now enjoy, being gathered into their chambers and guarded by angels in profound quiet and the glory which awaits them in the last days. Right, That's Abraham's bosom. The fifth order, they rejoice that they have now escaped what is corruptible and shall inherit what is to come. And besides, they see the straits and toil from which they have been delivered and the spacious liberty which they are to receive and enjoy in immortality. The sixth order, when it is shown to them how their face is to shine like the sun and how they are to be made like the, the light of the stars, being incorruptible from then on. The seventh order, which is greater than all that have been mentioned, because they shall rejoice with boldness and shall be confident without confusion and shall be glad without fear. For they hasten, behold, the face of him who they served in life and from whom they are to receive the reward when glorified. This is the order of the souls of the righteous, as henceforth is announced. And the aforesaid are the ways of the torment, which those who would not give heed shall suffer hereafter. I answered and said, Will time therefore be given to the souls after they have been separated from the bodies to see what you have described to me? He said to me, They shall have freedom for seven days, so that during these seven days they may see the things of which you have been told, and afterward they shall be gathered into their habitations. So it's like a journey of seven days of seeing all these magnificent things. So that's what Rob's seeing. Again, if that scripture is true, which I believe it is, that's what Rob's going through right now. So uh, he's doing pretty good. He's doing pretty good right now. Thank you for reading that, brother. I've been fond of those passages, too. Mm -hmm. Our fathers went to rest without grief, and lo, the righteous sleep in the in the earth in tranquility. To Baruch 11.4. Awaiting the promises of the covenant, right? The resurrection. Somebody sent me a quick little poem. A guy named Carl, I'm sorry, Kyle Barfield. 
just received this. He says, I know your heart is hurting and you'll need some time to grieve. But when the Lord calls us, we all must up and leave. There will be weeping sometimes without cease, but seek only God and he will give you peace. A promise was given so that we can be sure his kingdom awaits for those that endure. So count it all joy and be of good cheer for in the kingdom of God, there will be no more tears. Amen. Thank awesome. you, Kyle. Well done. And uh, we, real quick, we have um, just something that we wanted to, Wes put this together. Um, it's a small little clip of, uh, of Rob. And this is just um, Rob being someone that not only did he have a project called Seed, but he was willing to sow seed in his personal life and sacrifice certain things in his life. And so um, here's just a little clip expressing some of that. It is an amazing book. When I was going through some of the worst parts of the divorce and everything, God was putting, putting homeless people in front of me everywhere I went. <laughs> like I was seeing them and I, I was unemployed. I it was, you know, going through bankruptcy and it was a rough, <laughs> I came to Texas, broke, homeless, divorced, bankrupt and living in a Dodge Stratus with everything I owned in it, ready to put a bullet on my head in 2003. That's where I was. Uh, but prior to that, ending up in that situation. I was seeing homeless people all over the place and I finally got a job, finally got some money in my pocket and God was telling me to give it away every time I saw somebody. And I was headed to the post office to run an errand and I saw this guy standing there and God, and I just got my first paycheck in forever and God said, give it to him. I'm like, you know, hey. <laughs> I said, all right, Father, well, I don't wanna just enable somebody. So if this guy's legitimate and really needs it, let him still be there when I come out of the post office. And, you know, if he's just a peddler looking for drugs or whatever, you know, wants money for drugs, have him walk off. So I did my thing, I came out, he's still there. I saw him, I said, why don't you come in? It was a hot day, come sit with me in the car. I was in a van, he sat in the van with me. And I said, what's your story? And he started to tell me his story. And as he told me his story, it was my story. <laughs> He was telling me, I'm like, and I start crying. He's like, what's the matter? I said, well, you're where I'm about to be. <laughs> um, and he says, you need to read the book of Hosea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, what? That's like Habakkuk. I mean, you know, <laughs> like, who reads those, right? <laughs> That's why I was at that. Because we were New Testament Bible believing Christians, you know. Hosea. And, yeah, and this guy preaches to me for half an hour. And I'm like, wow, man. So we're both crying. We're both praying. I, and I gave him the money and sent him on his way. And, and then I was sitting in the van just weeping again. And then I look out and he's not there. I'm thinking, oh boy, did I just entertain an angel underwear here? You know, what's going on? Turns out about two years later, he calls me. He wasn't an angel. He turned out to um, start a homeless ministry and was uh, doing a whole thing. And, and he's, he called me two years later uh, to tell me that the seed that I sowed had what it had done. And I have to believe that when, when, you, when God does stuff like that, you're sowing seed for something. That you, you reap what you sow. When he was putting homeless people in front of me that whole season, it was because I was about to become homeless. And then when I was homeless, people did for me what I had done for the people before that. Beautiful. He was a seed sower for sure. The sower sows the word and he took that seriously. Yeah. It's one of my favorite. I'm glad you, you 
reposted that for for us, Wes, when you posted that up on Facebook, because that's one of my one of my favorite stories from him. Uh, I, it's too long of a story to get into um, right now, but there was a time in my life when God was telling me to read Hosea, and I was I was you know kind of pushing it off and pushing it off because um, it was really important for something that was coming up in my life, and uh, I went into a customer's house that I work for and I opened and walked in and they had this Bible open to Hosea, and few minutes later, I was outside listening to a story, you know, one of Rob's videos and he starts talking about Hosea. It was like the third confirmation. I was like, all right, God, I'm going to go home and read Hosea. That, but you know, that, that story, it gets me every time. That's what he was for me as a, a confirmer, right? I was running with different circles where I was already hearing some things about biblical cosmology and the, the application, the applicability of, of the instructions of God. Right. And that um, I hear Rob breaking it down and, and such simple way great layman's terms for anybody to be able to understand and just he's expressing his thought processes with it and it's beautiful um i i was you know i reached affirmations and confirmations from rob on a regular basis this reminds me though of a couple different posts i've seen from random people right nate wolf our brother good friend of ours met rob and he posted saying i don't know rob's family history but after he passed tonight i looked up what the word skiba meant and according to one internet source, it means a strip of ground between two furrows, a plowman. And what was the name of his biggest endeavor that Rob ever began? Seed. And then if you look at, at the Hebrew word in Strong's Concordance, Hebrew number 7230, the word Rob from Rabab means a multitude, abundance, and greatness. <laughs> I thought that was uh, interestingly applicable. It is well. A plowman of abundance, plowman of multitude and greatness. We praise the Father for him and his life, and the work that he did, and how many he touched, us including. I can't get it any larger, but here is that. Here is that word in the Strong's. Unfortunately, I can't get it any bigger on my screen, but it's all right. Maybe I can. Hang on. Hope. Uh, no. It's going backwards. Huh. Oh, sorry, guys. <clears throat> thank you. Thank you. Mm. Who else has something to share? Sorry, I was just on mute there. I was just going to yep. say, uh, Wes, when I was listening to the little video snippet there, um, there, there are different circumstances for sure, but I can empathize with Rob um, in terms of like, coming to a really low point in your life you know that point where he's like i had a you know a bullet in the chamber type thing ready to shoot myself and uh thankful he didn't right the father had a huge you know life ahead of him for him to do everything that he's accomplished um but for myself i, I came to a really low point in my life too where um i just questioned you know what's the point in living you know what if it's not that amazing at least it wasn't for me at that time and that's that in that low moment of my life, just similar to Rob's, like that's when the father reached into my heart and just said, there is greater and you can have it. Um, you know, and it just sent me forward in, into learning his word, you know, just read it, right? Read scripture. And it's funny how it's always reverting back to the scriptures, right? Read Hosea, right? Or whatever it is. But it's once we get back into that, that pattern of reading the Bible, um, things change. They just, they just do. And that's, that's been my, my life story too. Um, in terms of my faith journey, just when I got back to reading the scriptures, 
um, you know, I had purpose again. I had meaning in my life. And uh, yeah, so I can I can totally empathize with Rob in that regard. Yeah, I can actually relate pretty closely to his story. Um, there was, there was a low point in my life that I had to reach before I could start listening to the father. Um, I was I had just left my my roaring 20s, um, climbed the corporate ladder very quickly, made a lot of money, did whatever I wanted, got all the things the world sells and thought I was living life and everything just crashed at once. I lost everything, the homes, cars, the boats, the motorcycles, everything. And uh, I was living out of my car, couch surfing with friends, wondering what I was doing on this earth still. And I was seriously considering putting a bullet in my head too. So I, that story, what he just shared was always was very touching when I heard it because uh, similar circumstances got us to that low point, but I know what that low point was. And the father um, just picked us both back up out of that. And it's just amazing. Um, So merciful, especially with the life kind of life that I lived. I didn't deserve that. So what an amazing father we serve. Absolutely. um, That would pick us up out of the gutter raise us out of the dunghill yeah i can testify to that as well i didn't go through a, a divorce but it might as well have been right i was in a, a ungodly relationship and moved down to galveston texas on the island to try to make that relationship work after it already had failed for six years in multiple ways and on multiple occasions and i was quickly left homeless down there on this island and I was determined to not have any of the family say I told you so so I stayed and uh it was very humbling to get down to a low like that right you you recognize what's what you're grateful for and what you're appreciative of and what's a luxury and what's a a necessity and the differences right and Mm -hmm. it was in those experiences that, that God was lifting me up and preparing me for uh a walk with him and so I can I can appreciate Rob's testimony on that behalf too. Yeah. I'd also like to share if I could real quick the the one real interaction that I and that Rob and I had um, where it was real you know private one on one was at the 2019 FEIC conference. Like I said earlier, he had taken a bunch of pictures with me just because I I was a big fan and um it was the night after I did my first performance. Right, I was invited to uh to get on stage there at feic and after that a couple people had bought me drinks at the bar and so i was drinking more than i should have but i was you know celebrating and i i saw rob and and uh cammy nodell talking when i was on my way back to the hotel room and uh it, it was one of those conversations where it just looks like they were about to be done but it kept getting dragged drug out so i was awkwardly standing kind of close too close for comfort for too long right thinking it was about to be over and i could say a few words to rob but he's walking the other way out of the out of the building to go to his car and i just kind of step up next to him and keep pace with him and and i just tell him that uh he was one of the people that that helped me to inspire me to use my talents and my gifts for god whereas I had been using them for the wrong reasons. And uh, just in that moment, he, he accepted that compliment and appreciated it. And there was just a vibe about him that felt like a long lost brother that really felt like, uh, you know, the, the, the perfect stepdad you always wanted or something like that. Just he, he felt like a kindred spirit. And um, as, as he we parted ways and he walks out the door to go to his car because he lived right around the corner from there, we said Shalom and 
I'll never forget that moment, <clears throat> especially now that he's passed. Mm. It was enjoyable. He was humble. Yeah, I, I have to say, I'm sorry, I didn't cut anybody off today. You're okay. Okay. <laughs> I have to say, um, yeah, I followed uh, Rob Skiba's stuff for, for many, many, many years, all the way back from the Prophecy Club. Um, I remember some of his stuff back in 2012, you know. Um, but I followed him for many years, and it wasn't until I got the opportunity to go to uh, take on the world, um, Chris, his uh, conference here, that I actually got to meet Rob. And, you know, it's human nature. We want to, we, we lift people up. You know, we, we elevate them, especially, you know, YouTube personalities, pastors, preachers, things like that. And it was a very humbling experience to actually get to meet Rob because as many people looked at him as a mentor and looked at him as, as somebody that was teaching them stuff, Rob never looked at himself like that. And he was just so, so down to earth that it grounded me and, and really kind of, I came away from that, um, that year's to, uh, was it 2018? I think it was the first year that I went and saw him, but I came away from that take on the world, realizing that I could do what, you know, it's, they're not that, that position is not so unattainable, you know, that it, I could do what Rob was doing and what John Pounders and several of these other people who I met at the same time. And, and it was just so awesome to get to meet him and, and, and realize that he's human like the rest of us. And, and he was a great person, like the way that, you know, he portrays himself, you know, on his videos and stuff like that. He's, he's just as funny. I just have to share this because my last interaction with him, I drove him back to our, his room was right across from my mine at take on the world 2021. And, um, I, I'm a big star Wars and Mandalorian fan. And I have these little Mandalorian stickers on my car because it looks like, you know, the Mandalorian helmet, it's those color scheme. And we're walking in and we're talking about, you know, cause he's a big nerd like I am. And he's, he's talking about star Wars. And, um, we were kind of talking about the, the last episode of the Mandalorian and he's like, did that, that the last, the last episode make you cry? Cause I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but they, you know, they bring the whole Luke Skywalker thing kind of back. Um, but you know, it's like, that was just like a perfect moment, you know, like that just kind of epitomized like Rob's personality. He was so down to earth and such a great person. You know, I like to really talk, um, now that Chris is here, maybe he can, he can fill in on this too, but that last experience that Sunday with Rob really touched me, uh, that whole experience that, that happened on that Sunday. And, a lot, and some, some of you other guys were there at the actual conference, but it really showed the character of, of, uh, Rob Skiba. And I don't know if you guys mind if I talk about that real quick. Not at all. In fact, we have a couple minutes of a clip of, yeah, uh, before you talk about it, let's, we actually have that queued up. So oh, fantastic. Yes, because yeah, I, I don't think I can do it justice. <laughs> Shout out to wildly unpopular Miss Morgan Cadwell was able to record some of his last speech, you know, moments on stage. As far as I know of. service tonight <laughs> and that's can't ask for anything better than that 
<laughs> Before coming here, you know, those of you who attended Friday night, I told you that I felt like the Spirit was telling me my people need healing. And that's what this take on the world is all about. You've heard many speakers throughout this weekend talk about physical healing, emotional healing, you know, all of it, all the above. We saw a whole lot of spiritual healing up here. And you know, guys, this, this presentation that I prepared here, I just think is cool. I, I don't think, I don't know, I really don't know if I should do it. <laughs> um, I know some people are expecting, well, let me ask you, should I do it or not? Because I, there's more, there may be more of that that is needed than this. I guess is what I'm saying. Well, I feel like it just did. <laughs> and I, I don't want to interrupt that. If, if, if the, the spirit is still moving, and people still need deliverance, then that's way more important than talking about aliens and revelation and whatever I'm going to talk about. <laughs> so, I, I'm conflicted. I really am. I truly am. Because that was amazing. That was fantastic. And if that needs to continue, then we need to continue that. So, you guys tell me. Let's <laughs> pray, Let's pray. We don't expect you to top that. I'm not. I'm not stopping that. That was so beautiful, so amazing. Anybody else that needs healing, please come up here. Any prayer partners, please come up here. We're off book. Let's make this happen here. Come on, buddy. Let's go. Some of his last public moments. Uh, it was, excuse me. I mean, it was, uh, <clears throat> it was very beautiful. What what happened during that whole process, and um, just his his humility and his obedience to the Holy Spirit at that that point in time. Not only, you know, did things happen later, which uh, you know I think Chris can can cover, but there were so many people that were healed and um, who were touched in that moment. I mean. <laughs> Just, just the fact that Rob could, I don't know if you guys know what I mean, most of these guys do, but for most people out there, you don't know what it takes to put into a, uh, a presentation. You pour many, many hours of blood, sweat, and tears into a, to a presentation. And for him to just be like, set it all aside because this is more important. I mean, I remember him telling me that several times. The reason why he did his, his Friday and Saturday presentations is because the Holy Spirit was put on his heart that the body needed healing. And that was the last thing that I remember from him. But I don't want to keep sharing that, that the body needs healing. Yeah. yeah. Powerful. Yeah, that's ultimate of humility to say, you know, it's not about me. Recognizing the moving of the spirit like that. Like we had just witnessed a woman that was in demonic oppression and manifesting that in front of our eyes and uh that prayer session had gone on you know longer than than it had expected and, and was cutting into when rob was was going to begin and i remember walking around to uh witness some of what was happening with the the crowd around the woman who was experiencing deliverance right there was so much prayer going on and it lasted like an hour i walked around with morgan and, and rob ski was just standing there patiently just watching it all and taking it all in and 
he's not trying to interrupt anybody to cut them off to say, Hey, I'm, I'm supposed to be on stage now. You know, he's, that was, that was a humble moment. And he gets up there and says, we need more of that. I think instead. Hmm. And I was thankful for that. Yeah. And that, that continued on for probably another hour or so after of the rest of the people who were there praying and, and, and just all kinds of amazing things. What you got, What's Chris? You Chris, can is, that, is that his presentation? I don't know. You can unmute, Chris. What were you showing us? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't know if you can hear me. <laughs> we can hear you. Your video stopped, but we can hear you. Okay. He's back. You can, hear, can me? hear you. Yes, sir. Go on ahead. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, he messaged me. before the conference and uh, shot me a picture. He was so, he was so excited about that presentation. Uh, he had put so much work into it and, um, you know, normally Rob always has so much content that he just takes older content at this point of his career and adds new slides and reinvents a few things and adds some latest research. This one was 100% brand new. Um, he tailored it down to 73 slides. The only thing that I wish, I don't know if you guys could see that, there, nothing's, you can't read a single thing. And um, messaged me and told me that last presentation is a doozy. Um, he doesn't know how he's going to do it in two hours. And, um, the conversation continued, but, oh, I, yeah, last night, we had about a 30, 40 minute conversation whispering on the stage when all this was ha happening. And a new Rob was forming, and, and he began to tell me, I've done this for 15 years, and he stopped. And that is to the deliverance, the healing, you know, as a mission, former missionary and doing this in other countries, you know, this is something, especially in Torah communities, this is foreign. We don't, we don't do this. And, you know, um, he had a mission when he came to take on the world 21 that you'll see in the two presentations that he did do is that the word he was getting is that my people need healing. He kept talking to me about that, and he said, all my presentations will be different until the last one. I'll give you a little bit of the old me with a little bit of where I'm heading, which is also the old me. And so he was harmonizing this new direction, and what had happened on that stage 
was much to continue this. And he said, this will be uh, out of many things that we talked about, but the nutshell was, I will be doing this. And his people will be healed. His people will get healing. And he was passionate about that, not through him. It was only he, he knew, he knows that it's, you know, not of anything he could do, but he knew he was called to bring all these things back. And as we sat there whispering on the stage, because we didn't want to disrupt what was happening. Um, that was my last moments with Rob. I left early to go work on the conference stuff and didn't see him the next day. You know, Rob Blackwell and Paul, they were already gone and they took him to the airport. And, um, you know, I never really got to say, you know, goodbye to him, which I regret which I greatly regret um, because Rob is just always there. He's always been there. You know, I've got to know him and after knowing him as this untouchable figure who was very touchable, who was very reachable, and very hospitable and very kind and welcoming while we all sat there and did those the same things that he did to guy Tom Horn and all those things early on in his career when he used to freak out when they would call him. And um, so, you know, doing shows and, you know, spending time with him and, you know, getting to, to talk to him about Star Wars toys and Christian 80s music that we both have a passion for. You know, it was just so sad how I never got to say goodbye. And I can only imagine what, you know, and, and yeah, I've had a relationship with him, you know, going on almost six years. And that fails in comparison to how many other people who have known him longer and, you know, just in, even in these communities and um, let alone his family. And, you know, I, I could give you hours and hours of stories of our interactions and how we met and all of those things. And I just... In time, I guess in time. I, I, but I want you all to be super encouraged that, you know, what, what where he was headed and what he was going to do. The enemy was not ready for this. The enemy was not ready for, you know, where his heart was moving, where his heart was going, and and. Um, and maybe the father said, it's not time. It's not time. 
So I share that with everybody because that message of what Rob was going to do is, is allow his, his people to get healing in prayer, healing and deliverance and all the things that occurred, at, you know, at the very end of, of the conference when the Holy Spirit showed up um, is something that we can all continue. It's all something that we can carry that as we carry this cross and, and follow him every day. And his, his legacy will live on. His legacy lives on in all of your ministries. Um, there would be no take on the world if, if, if Yah didn't bring us to Rob, if Rob didn't bring us to, you know, John Pounders. John Pounders wouldn't have a ministry if Yah didn't lead him to Rob Skiba. And John will tell you that himself. You know, Rob was used as a vessel. And we are part of that legacy. And his his ministry will, will run. And through all of our ministries and through everybody he's impacted, I mean, it's thousands and thousands and thousands of people. And I, I just without crying and going into these things, even though there's still hope. Um, I just want everybody to be encouraged tonight and just, you know, as much as I, I, I want to quit because I don't know how to move on without having him there, without him being Not for tickets, say anything that any of our haters will tell us. I was a friend, first and foremost. And I've always had his back, and I always will have everything that he's done have his back on because of just of who he was and who he represented. And he represented him well. And he had a heart to reach the lost, the dying, the people who don't know him. And I think many of us in this community, whether it be flat earth community, whether the Torah community, we get so sucked up into our little circles that we forget we're called to go reach this world. There's a lost dying world. And Rob wasn't losing sight of that fact. And if all of our ministries can, can do that, not only just help people grow a deeper relationship, but lead people to that, that, that saving grace that only Yeshua provides. Um, that was what Rob was doing. And sorry, I'm so monotone, lethargic. Um, I just, uh, there's too much to say. It's not enough time to say it. No, it's, it's to be expected, brother. I mean, I lost someone, you know, near and dear to your heart so makes sense for sure thanks for sharing that brother guys i have to get going but just uh in, in closing for me um just in hearing you know rob's kind of last little mantra of you know the body needing healing for me that's um obviously it's ironic right but um to me it's it's interesting because the more we press into the scriptures and understand the gospel message of the kingdom of god the more 
I realized that the, the great healing um, comes by the way of our physician, right? And that, that to me is the resurrection. Like that's, that's the ultimate healing when we no longer have to dwell in these corrupted mortal bodies. Right. And, uh, one day it's going to happen. And, uh, that's part of the message guys that we need to teach the, the masses is that there is an, an, an integral part of this message is that we will have a healing the body for sure. Right. The, the greater body of Messiah will have a healing. Um, if not now in our mortal bodies, absolutely at the resurrection and so let's keep that in mind and encourage each other with that because that's 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 their great hope of of our faith right so 100 ken i'm with you brother i did want to read something if i could i think that um, rob had been on our show several times and and we always had conversations a lot of our studying a lot of things the holy spirit was teaching us rob was was doing as well and i really felt like um, he was in the same spot where we were, where we understood that the knowledge of all of the things that God was showing us is one thing. It's important. It's good to know. It's, it's the honor of Kings to search a matter out. But in Revelations two, it really points out in the end times, a very important fact. Um, when we re when we read about the church of Ephesus, um, I'll read it real quick to the angel, of the church of Ephesus, right? These words of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand and walks among the seven golden lampstands. <clears throat> I know your deeds, your hard work, and your perseverance. I know you cannot tolerate wicked people and that you have tested those that claim to be apostles but are not and have found them false. You have preserved and endured hardships for my name and have not grown weary. Yet I, ha I hold this against you. You have forsaken the love that you first had. Consider how far, how far you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did first. If you do not repent, I will come and remove your lampstand from its place. But you have this in your favor. I hate the practices of the Nicolaitans, which, or you hate the practices of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. Whoever has hear, ears to hear, let him hear the Spirit says to the churches. To the ones who is uh, victorious, I will give the right to eat from the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. And that's one thing that in this community, the truther community, I have seen over and over and over again. It's one thing to know something and then beat somebody over the head with it and fight and argue and bicker. And I really feel like Rob was in the same position where we were, where it was, we have to go back to our first love. We may know all of these things we may, but what brought us to the father in the first place? And I really think that's what Rob was going back to just like what Chris was talking about. It's about healing. It's about fellowship. It's about love. It's about spreading the gospel. And, you know, Rob did, I mean, he had the abundance of knowledge. There's entire blogs of extremely important data that he's wrote that he probably never even did a video on. Um, I was surprised by how much material he had just written down. Um, but I think he really understood and I think it showed at this last conference that the important thing is the body is the church. I mean, the, the, the knowledge and, and everything is wonderful and it helps us explain our world and gets us closer to the father. But any of that without the love, you know, with, without the, the community, without the, the friendship, without doing this in oneness and unity um, in the body, I mean, it doesn't do any good. You know, we're just, we're not doing anything for the kingdom. So I just wanted to add that. No, that's right. And Ken, brother, I know you got to go, but before you step out, I just want to say to everybody here, I, I'm available to work with any of you guys. If y'all uh, don't feel like doing a live stream all by yourself, hit me up. If y'all like uh, some collaborative efforts, some community and some love, 
I'm available for it. All right, brother. Thank you so much for everything you've done, Wes. Those those video tributes were amazing and uh, heart wrenching, for sure. So I love you, kid. Yeah, there was some there was some good music in some of those videos too. Hey, <laughs> thanks, man. All right, guys. Yeah, bless you, and uh, yeah, hope you heal up good. Thank Same you. to you, sir. Care. Shalom. Thanks, Ken. In case Brian? the audience doesn't doesn't understand uh, Adam's inference there, one of the the tribute video we played first, the second song in that tribute video was actually one of Ken Heidebrecht's songs. Good song. And I'll, uh, I'll make that video by itself public on my channel as well on yeah. West Blaze Music. If anybody would like to have it by itself. Also, we had someone in the chat asking about um, Sheila, Rob's wife, and the guys. There's there are uh, other content creators, other friends of Rob that are in the process of getting together things uh, in regards to her. Once those things are finalized, um, I will be making an announcement to share whatever's been finalized in regards, whether it's some sort of fundraiser, whether it's a widow's fund, whatever, um, whatever helps you might need. Um, and I'll be passing on that information from this channel. And I'm sure all these guys will as well with their channels. So that's, that's coming for everyone in the audience that keeps asking about that. That's coming. This is, this is still 24 hours, 48 hours fresh. So there's a lot of uh, arrangements being made by the family and by their close friends and more information will come. Be, I just say real quick, be careful. Um, someone already posted a fake link to a, a fake fundraiser um, made by someone else. The last name is Skiba, but it was a total bogus uh, account. So just be, be cognizant of where you're donating before you do so. I already had to delete uh, a post on, on Facebook. Mm. Thank you, Adam, for that. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do think it's very important um, to to make sure we lift up um, Sheila and also take care of her. It's it's part of our mandate um, to take care of those who are widowed. Um, and I think this community is large enough and is caring enough that we could um, take care of her um, and not just monetarily, but spiritually, physically, friendship, those kind of things. My wife was really torn up by this whole thing um, because she put herself in Sheila's shoes. You know, imagine being with somebody and thinking you're going to get to live out a long life with them and then, you know, blaming yourself for for making a wrong decision or many other things. And she just she was just tore up by it. like, what if that was me? And I think everybody should think about that. Um, Sheila's in, you know, a, a very she's she's still here I and mean, we know where Rob is at, but she's still here and we need to to come together and, and make sure we take care of her. I mean, Toro, if, if I was closer, I'm, you know, thousand miles away or whatever, but um, we're, you know, they're supposed to make dinner for them while they mourn and, and multiple different things. I mean, we try to do as uh, the best we can to do what we can. So let's, let's try to do that for, for her guys. And uh, Chris just shared with me that this is, I got on the bottom of the screen. also put it in the live chat for anyone watching. If you do want to support uh, Rob's, Rob's wife, here is the official, uh, PayPal link for donations to Rob us at Kingsgate Media. Please use that only. And that's the, the surefire way to know that it's getting directly to them and not anyone else. Yeah, Kingsgate Media is Rob Skiba's production company. But just yeah. to add to what you were saying, Aaron, if uh, James 127, right, pure and undefiled religion in the sight of our God and Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself unstained by the world. I think it's interesting that it doesn't just say, you know, mail them a check or donate to them or yeah. something. It just says visit them, right? Spend time with them. So uh, if there's any way that that can be done for 
for Miss Sheila and others that are in these kind of positions. That's what we're called to do. Is there another clip or uh, of a video clip that we could show of Rob's? I just want to hear him talk again, man. Um, not one that you sent me. No. It's, uh, if you the, did. The last one that I sent you. That's okay. We don't have to. Yeah, let me try to find it real quick. thought you only sent me three. That's it. Last one. Clips Rob. I just sent it again. Okay. Uh, while, while you're looking for that, can I share some scripture real quick that's going to tie in a couple of things we've been talking about tonight? Yes, sir. Okay. I think you know what book I'm going to go to. To Ezra's chapter 2. <clears throat> Guard the rights of the widow. Secure justice for the fatherless. Give to the needy. Defend the orphan. Clothe the naked. Care for the injured and the weak. Do not ridicule a lame man. Protect the maimed. And let the blind man have a vision of my splendor. Protect the old and the young within your walls. And when you find any who are dead, commit them to the grave and mark it. And I'll give you the first place in my resurrection. Pause and be quiet, my people, because your rest will come. Good nurse, nourish your sons and strengthen their feet. Not one of my servants whom I have given you will perish, for I will require them from among your number. Do not be anxious, for when the day of tribulation and anguish comes, others shall weep and be sorrowful, but you shall rejoice and have abundance. The nations shall envy you, but they shall not be able to do anything against you, says Yahuwah. My hands will cover you, that your sons may not see Gehenna. Rejoice, O mother, with your sons, because I will deliver you, says Yahuwah. Remember your sons that sleep, because I will bring them out of the hiding places of the earth and will show mercy to them. For I am merciful, says El Shaddai. Embrace your children until I come and protect, proclaim mercy to them because my springs run over and my grace will not fail. Hallelujah. So in that passage we see about taking care of the widows and the resurrection. Uh, I just thought it was kind of interesting. That's awesome. It's a great passage. And I even love the distinction of the word Gehenna there. <laughs> as opposed to just generically translated hell. Mm -hmm. So that's amazing. That is great. And here's the actual, um, here's the the clip that uh, uh, Wes had, had queued up and cut out. Let me put this on screen real quick for your voice to hear. Now he has me in North Dallas. That's my Goshen. So as long as I'm being obedient, doing what he says, and, and, and look, my nightly prayer every night before I go to bed is, Father, give me the wisdom and discernment to navigate the days ahead because I don't know what's going to happen, and it's looking pretty freaky. Please give me wisdom and discernment to, to hear your voice clearly and to do what you say when you say it and not hesitate. Uh, because if you think about what was going like, look at the Passover, right? It, look, if, if I was not an Israelite and I was an Egyptian, after going through all the plagues that they went through, I would have been like, honey, I don't know what those guys over there are doing, but you know, they're putting they're killing a lamb and putting blood on the door. Let's we, I'm gonna do what they're doing. <laughs> you, you know, uh, and that's why you had a mixed travel, right? You had Egyptians that were preserved also. You know, people say, Well, you know, Christians are not appointed unto wrath. Well, that's true, Babylon is, but guess what's gonna happen if you stay in Babylon? <laughs> You're gonna get what's not appointed unto you. You know, the Israelites were not appointed to lose their firstborn child. 
But if they didn't put the blood on the door, guess what happened? They lost their firstborn child. Conversely, guess what happens? If you're an Egyptian and you did what the Israelites are doing, you put the blood on the door, guess what happened? Your firstborn child was preserved. So what's the, the moral of the story? Listen to God, obey him, do what he says, but take comfort in understanding that your Goshen is wherever Yahuwah has you. And then he'll lead you out as long as you're obedient and listening to what he has to say. And I just see a, a lot of, of passivity, uh, frankly, that's disturbing to me. Yes, I get the turn the other cheek and pray for your enemies. I get all that. But th there is a fact that evil prevails when good people do nothing to stop it. Amen. And I have traveled to many countries when I was a missionary for over six years. The, the ministry that I was a part of specialized in what they called restricted access countries. Okay, so these are countries where less than 2% of the population have any understanding of Christ. And most of the time, if not all the time, it was because of oppressive governments not allowing them to. And that's because some good people failed at stopping bad people from setting policies in place that robbed them of their ability to defend themselves, you know, and destroyed uh, took and stripped all their freedoms away from them. So if you look at the story of the Maccabees, the Maccabees looked at this and you know what, bro? Like, if we don't do something about this, we're all going to get wiped out. You know, and I mean, the Maccabees is the brave heart of the Bible. <laughs> yep. You know, freedom, right? It, they took a stand for what they believed was right. And frankly, if they didn't do what they did, nothing in the New Testament would have been possible. It couldn't have happened. So it, when I, this country that we, we take our, we, we are so proud to say we have all these freedoms and rights. Well, how did we get them? We... A whole bunch of people called Minutemen. The sword, the sword okay. and Yahuwah. Look, if they didn't do what they did in 1776, we wouldn't have what we have here that we can brag about and be, you know, so happy that we have right now. And I hate to say it, but we may be coming to another 1776, you know, type of moment. And I don't think the right answer is just to lay down and be passive and, well, whatever it's going to be, is going to be. We know prophecy is going to happen. Yes, prophecy is going to happen. But nothing says it has to happen on our watch. The only reason that happens is because we didn't do our job. It, Jesus has to come back to straighten out everything that we allowed to happen. Mo, Noah was told to preach for 120 years, repentance. He did. He preached 120 years. One guy preached. The only reason for the flood was because all flesh had become corrupted, because the, the warnings weren't being heeded. The message of repentance wasn't heeded. People didn't repent. They got worse. They kept doing it. Until finally, God's his only solution was to wipe the whole place out and start over again. And that's what's going to happen in the last days, too. The only reason that Christ has to come back and burn this place up is because we failed. We failed miserably. So I'm of the mindset, like, like Maccabees, man, it's like, I don't think we're supposed to just lay down and just take it. I really don't. I've been to too many third world countries and restricted yes. countries <laughs> where these people didn't the reason they are, they have to do what like Max was talking about China? I've been to China, man. I've been to Wuhan. I've been to, I've been privileged to sit in the underground church and see how they operate. And the only reason they have to do that is because they failed at stopping oppressive governments from taking everything away from them. And so, you know, I'm of the mindset right now. It's like, look, folks. Yeah, I'm not saying we should go start anything, but if something gets started, I think we should finish it. Amen. Along the same lines, I mean, we're supposed to occupy until he comes whatever that looks like you know everybody's got their own calling that you who has appointed for them so whatever that is do it you know um or be praying for something to do because we're supposed to be doing something you know um i don't know how much time we have left i mean it is if you if you walk in the so-called 
prophetic circles, you know, people talking about end times all the time. It is very tempting to think tomorrow's the end of the world. Even if you're just watching the news today, you know, right now, um, you know, things look pretty bleak, you know, but, and, and I get frustrated myself. I mean, I, there are things that I know that I've been called to do and I look around, I'm like, am I even going to have time to do anything? I mean, should I be bunkering up and, you know, stacking sandbags or what <laughs> and food or what, you know, um, or should I be about the business that he's called me to do? Uh, I, I think it's prudent, like we've talked about before, to to do what you can to prep and be prepared, you know, for any event that could happen, whether it's the end of days or just a hurricane or tornado or whatever, you know, it's good to be prepared. Diversify as much as possible, you know, that we've talked about. Learn new skills. But, you know, I'll tell you, the world isn't stopping. You know, they're out there making movies. They're out there making TV shows. They're out there doing whatever the world does they're not busy thinking tomorrow's the end of the world. They're out there doing stuff. And so I think we should be about the work of the kingdom, whatever that looks like for you. Uh, we should be doing it. You know, if it's making videos on YouTube or trying to make a TV series, like I'm trying to do to take all the stuff that I've put in videos into a, a narrative that the world can receive, whatever the case may be, whatever he's called you to do, we're supposed to occupy until he comes. Well said, sir. Yeah, nice, sir. That was a good night. Oh, if I could only have a portion of his passion and zeal, man. Okay. <laughs> uh, this makes it makes you love him that much more, just being able to hear him. I was so motivated by him being that fired up right during that little speech he was just given. And, and I, I just want to say, yes, sir. Message received. Yeah. Hear the torch. Thank but you. you guys, did any of you guys hear about the um the prophecies that were that were going around in the circles for, for 2021? Mm -hmm. where it was talking about um, 2021 was the year of uh, promotion and increase. You guys didn't, didn't hear it. We talked about it on our show several times, my, my co-host and myself. I didn't catch um, it. We didn't really understand how that was going to look. But when we have things in certain situations like this where, you know, the father takes somebody as pivotal as uh, Rob Skiba was back home, it does leave this this vacuum um, for people, and he will promote. Part of that thing was that he was going to the people who were the forerunners, the the ones who were the old guard, who who kind of you know set up the the path for us, and then and then us is coming in behind them. They will step out of the way, you know, or you know, in this case, be taken back to the father for us to fill in that spot. And of course, just like when you plant a seed. One seed creates, you know, another plant and that plant produces more seeds. And then, you know, just from one seed, it can produce thousands and thousands of other seeds. And I really feel like that is what is happening in this instance. I know, I know so many of us are hurt and, and this loss is, is hard to grasp and it's hard for people to understand, but God's ways are mysterious. And um, we don't know what the circumstances would have looked like if Rob had come out of that, if there was any kind of uh, internal, you know, organ damage, or if he would have been, you know, had some kind of paralytic, you know, paralyzation or anything like that. We don't know what that would have looked like. And it could have been very difficult for him to progress. And God is not the type of, uh, you know, yeah, who is not, not the type of, of being to let somebody sit there in torment and, 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 you know, be in anguish if he, if he is ready to take him home. And so I really, it's a blessing in, in the fact that, you know, he's, he's where he is. You know, and it is it is for us. It, it like to me, it's 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 saddening, but it's inspirational, because 
now there is a vacuum in our community and all of us need to take that and move it on. He is, he kind of led the way for us. And uh, you know what I was saying? And, and my thing is guys, if you have ever, because Rob inspired me to do what I was doing. And I, I, if you've ever felt the calling to do something now is the time to do it because there is a vacuum and this community needs everyone. Everyone was given a gift and we will all be kind of weighed in the balance on how we utilize that gift. Um, you know, the scriptures talks about those that bury their talents. talents. Yeah. And we don't want to be that person that takes the gifts that God instilled in us from creation and, and hide them because we're scared of the master, right? We need to duplicate and multiply those, those talents. So now's the time. If this is the kick in the pants you need to realize that all our, our time is short. Um, this is kind of, you know, a lot of us, we get, we get stony hearts from time to time and it takes something like this to really crack to the core and, and, you know, go into your prayer closet and cry for a little while and then pull yourself up by your bootstraps and let's get to work. That's, that's really what this needs to be. Um, and that's, you know, I, I know there are so many people who care and who are diligent and, and strong in this community that are ready to take action. And I hope that, you know, we honor all of the work that Rob did up to this point and, and by continuing where he left off. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. You know, there's a scripture I'd like to share. Well, whether it's scripture or not is debatable. Um, it's a book called The Order of the Ancients, supposedly written by Elijah, passed on to Elisha. But re regardless of this is scripture or not, uh, it has some interesting words that goes along with what you said that really, every time I read this, it does something to me. And it says, Yahweh is an Elohim of knowledge. By his word was everything made, which was made, and he governs all things according to his infinite foreknowledge. Even before he created the heavens and the earth, he counseled with the host of heaven and planned a plan wherein the spirit of every man should have his appointed role. For the spirit of every man appeared before Yahuwah Sebaot in the beginning and received a place appointed in the family of heaven and earth. When a man fills his appointed role, it is according to the glorious design of Yahuwah Sebaot. And thus, as each one functions according to the divine plan, the work of Elohim is pushed toward its consummation. The designs of Elohim cannot be frustrated. In his hand lies the government of, of all things, and he sustains all the children of men in their needs. Wherefore, it becomes all men to worship Elo Yahweh Elohim of Israel and be obedient to the divine plan which he has ordained in their behalf. So it kind of goes along with what you're saying that we each have a, you know, a, a job to do big, small, medium, extra large, extra small, it doesn't matter. We all have a job to do. And what that, what I like what that book says is when we get busy and do what we're supposed to be doing, it pushes the, the work of Elohim forward to the consummation of all things, to which I think a lot of us are thirsting for that first resurrection. I don't know about you. Um, well, by golly, if we just uh, get busy and push that towards its consummation, I think that's a really good plan. And I like to like to get busy on that. So I'm with you, bro. Everybody's got something to do out there. And um, maybe this whole thing with Rob might be a good reminder for everybody that time is short and we need to get busy on what Yah has called us to do. Yes, Real quick, Adam, if I could uh, compliment what you were just sharing. There is a, a couple of verses here. One's from Acts 13, 36, talking about David. And that uh, when for when he had served God's purpose in his own generation, he fell asleep. His body was buried with his fathers in Saul decay. So this is something that um, since I was 18 years old and I read this passage, 
this has been my internal prayer for myself that father help me get me out of the way so that i can fulfill your purpose for me and my generation and then when that's over you can take me <laughs> that's right. right and that's that's uh and i no matter how we feel about rob's passing he served a huge purpose in his generation he sure did he i, I said this earlier and may it may come off the wrong way but you know in a lot of ways he was like a moses type you know like a like a forerunner you know um waking up the children of israel and being a a lamp uh was it once again to Ezra's, uh talking about how moses what lit a lamp to the children of israel and how the children of jacob will never be without uh, a light and with those teaching the torah so in that regard you know um Rob was like that in many ways. I know it's kind of an awkward statement to make, but I think in a lot of ways, this generation, he was one of those major uh, forerunners. I guess the forerunners yeah. is the right word. Yeah. Without the people who paved the way, which Rob was very much a leader of, there would be no West Blaze music or Uncommon Ground or probably Parable of the Vineyard, right? Exactly. Citra of resistance. Exactly. My ministry, the ministry that y'all gave me, excuse me, um, it, a lot of that fruit is directly from from rob uh rob and a handful of people you know i don't, I don't know that i'd be doing what i'm doing today uh, if he didn't do what he did so for sure yes, yeah and i to to that i i think I, I see what you're saying adam and i think that for most of our walks if it doesn't reflect someone some character in the bible you know if it doesn't have some kind of similarity then you know i wonder if you're really walking <laughs> the, the walk you know um, I see a lot of things like like with the story of Job, where, you know, even in Job's disobedience, it caused, you know, people to, uh, I'm sorry, not Job, Jonah is who I was thinking about. Jonah, um, even in his disobedience, there were people that were saved on that boat, you know, but he gets in, and he's got all these, you know, entire city of people who are accounted to him, that, you know, that are, that are saved during that process. And he's still outside kind of arguing with God. And then it kind of like fades to black. It's like a Sopranos moment where you don't hear anything from him anymore. But God used that specific person for that time. And even, I mean, some people like myself, I believe that he was resurrected. He didn't sit in the belly of a whale for three days, but he was resurrected from Sheol just so that he could come up and finish his purpose. But you see, he didn't keep him around after that. He used him for what he needed him for, and then he brought him home. So, you know, it just, it's reassuring to me that, you know, I feel like God viewed what Rob had accomplished and said, I'm going to take you and, and bring you home. I have, I have a good friend of ours, Jamie Walden, who, when he was talking about everything with, you know, what's going on with the pandemic that's happening right now, he's like, it'd be like the best thing to happen right now with what's coming and be the best thing to happen is if you just get it and you get to go home to go to the father, you know, you know, so I, I think that he's, he's in a place now where, you know, I, I would hope that he gets the opportunity to intercede for us because we're going to need it, you know, with everything that's happening and going on right now. So we did lose someone here on earth, but, you know, we we do have a, a friend who did care about us that's now, you know, resting in the Father. So, yes, sir. Yeah, very true. Guys, if I may, real quick, I just want to share um, something from my, from my life. Just um, I think we're probably getting to the close of tonight, but um, just for anyone watching to be encouraged, we've mentioned multiple times tonight that uh, the, that the father would receive in his been quote unquote Abraham's bosom has received our brother Rob, and um, 
notwithstanding the timing of that, that's the ultimate destination of where he is until the resurrection. Because uh, I know what what Adam read earlier, but um, the the concept of that is all throughout Scripture, and I know a lot of modern churches like to teach that when you pass on, you immediately go to heaven and get your wings, so to speak. But um, the Scriptures say something very different, and there's a huge importance placed on this idea of all the saints being resurrected together at the same time. This is what Hebrews eleven thirty nine and forty express. And uh, as a result of this, I um, when I was younger. I was 18 years old, and my my grandfather was 72 at the time. I believe he was 72, um, and he he had a stroke and he was in a coma for three days. And when he came out of that coma, he was on fire. And he'd been a preacher his whole life, um, but when he came out of that coma, he was on fire, preaching nonstop, quoting scriptures nonstop. Um, the nurses thought something was wrong with him, and I was, and we all just knew better. He was just full of the word, and he said he went to a, a bright beautiful place with the river, beautiful land. And his mother who had already passed away was there. His uh, best friend growing up had already passed away. He was there, but they were youthful and there were angels everywhere inter intermixed with the people. And uh, he said when his mother saw him, she just started praising God and, and walked up to him, praising God, clapping her hands. And, um, and then she, after I got a short conversation, she said to him, well, they, they, they told me that you're not going to stay, but you'll be back. So when I was 18, I didn't know the Bible very well. And I thought, oh, he went to heaven. But no, he, he went to the place of rest that's promised for believers. Psalm 49, verse 7 through 15. Uh, this is the place all people go. And then the righteous, those who've been following the ways of the creator, striving until death to keep his behavior, uh, they're placed in a pleasant place and they're guarded by angels to wait the resurrection. And um, I realize now that's what my grandfather was describing um, with the same details that we receive in second Ezra's and first Enoch and other, other verses in scripture. And um, I just want to encourage you guys that um, your loved ones there, the father from, before the world began, he prepared and knew exactly what he was going to do for mankind in this transitionary moment between the death of our mortal body and the, the reception of our eternal body, our eternal glorified immortal body. And that's this wonderful place of rest. So I just want to encourage you guys that uh, your loved ones are cared for. Rob is cared for. And he's probably talking, chatting up some angel's ear, just following him around somewhere trying to get all the answers. So guys, I just thank you so much for joining us tonight. Is there any final things you'd like to say before, before we end the broadcast? Aaron Sampson, you can be found at Jim city. Oh, uh, that's, that's if you want to see our past episodes, yeah, we were, our <laughs> sit rep is all over the place. If you Google sit rep resistance, you'll be able to kind of find it, but um, I will be launching the, ser the, the series again with a new co-host on um, take on the world TV. So that's where our world be home. We'll be hosting from there. So cool. Take on the world TV, Adam, you can be found at parable of the vineyard. Great channel. I'm found at West blaze music. We do uncommon ground every Wednesday nights. Several people were asking about our links and our channels and stuff. So wanted to make sure people knew how to keep in touch with us because we want to keep in touch with you guys. Yeah, we love everybody. Our brother, Ken, that, that already stepped out. He's found it hanging on his words. Mm -hmm. And then our brother, Chris Bailey, he's found it take on the world TV. Yeah. And so 
Yeah. And Guys, thank you so much for joining me. Paul Lindbergh was with us earlier as well. Paul, Paul, on, Paul on the plane. Yep. Paul Facebook on the plane. I believe he's I on love, YouTube. I love Paul. P-L-A-N-E. Paul on the plane. Plane. That's right. Just as we all are. Hey, so thank you so much. More thank you guys. Thank you for bringing me on here and, and thank you for doing this wonderful tribute. Um, you know, it's, it's wonderful to see that, that some of the, the new people who are stepping up are coming together in unification because there's been so much division um, over the last few years of this community. So yeah. I love to see um, the people whose heart is really in it come together. And especially with something like this, you know, we as leaders, you know, I don't even like to use that term either, but we as people who are, you know, again, follow me as I follow God kind of thing, or as I stumble my way there, because that's more of how it ends up being. But um, we as people um, who are walking this out on YouTube or however we're doing, walking our walk out so it's visible to others, um, you know, that there's so many people out there that need direction and, you know, to come together in a, in a moment like this is I greatly appreciate it. And, and uh, yeah, guys, if you don't know any of their channels, make sure you go check them out because they all have wonderful content and, you know, they're deeply studied and an amazing guys. So I appreciate you guys. Thank you, brother. We enjoyed having you. I enjoyed it as well. Thanks for doing this, Sean. Uh, good idea. You know, in, in the unity, um, what you were just saying, brother, unity is um, so important. Unity in the midst of disagreements uh, is so important because we're all going to disagree. Uh, I yeah. know the, the four of us, we all have some things we disagree on. But the, the fact that we can still come together as brethren is extremely important because um, a verse I've been really thinking about a lot lately, uh, and maybe this whole thing with Rob can spark this movement within our movement uh, to strive for unity, is Hebrews 12, 14, uh, which reads, Follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see Yahuwah. So if we're not following peace with each other, walking in love, walking in peace, it says that we're not going to see him. And that's uh, that's some pretty scary words. You know, that's the difference of hearing, uh, well done, faithful servant, and away from me. I never knew you, right? Because just like the scripture says, you know, how can you love Elohim who you have not seen? Uh, and you, you can't even love your brother who you see right here. Um, so it's like, well, I, well, I, I, I myself love to look into things like the calendar and the, and the correct pronunciation of names and all these kind of things. Um, I, I think the real test, right? The real test is how we treat each other, where our heart is in the midst of these disagreements, because I believe the Father allowed a lot of these topics to be uh, ambiguous just to just to kind of test us to see where we'll what we'll do with the we'll do with a little bit of wisdom he gave us and whatnot. So uh, I, I can't I, c I couldn't agree with you more that um, you know that's the direction we need to go. And I really hope that this thing with Rob kind of sparks that moving forward. And um, yeah, just again, just want to uh, publicly thank the most high for sending a man like Rob and many others, many others that are very instrumental who I would call pillars, you know, Paul used the word pillars, uh, in the faith. And I think Rob was one of the pillars. So, um, very thankful that, uh, the most high sent men to share his truth, bring a generation back to the truth and that we're starting to be fruitful and multiply. Like a lot of us have mentioned right here, a lot of our ministries probably wouldn't exist if, Y'all didn't use these men before us uh, to be as uh, uh, forerunners. So uh, yeah. very thankful, very thankful for uh, our father and, and for sending people like Rob. 
And for anybody that wants to check out the body of work that Rob Skiba has put forth for as long as it's available to us, Rob Skiba on YouTube, R-O-B-S-K-I-B-A, the, uh, the Genesis Revelation. It's a great series. Lengthy Amazing. presentations, Yahuwah Triangle. He was going over some things that I only recently learned, and and I was able to go back for him to him for confirmation to hear from another source that hey, other people are are seeing these things too. So he's got a lot of great stuff. Check him out. I will be Genesis Revelation. If if like anybody, if anybody's like uh, you know biblical cosmology, like what. That is that is the series right there, and and from what I've I've seen over the years because I've shared it many times, YouTube's removed it and then they restored it and then they removed it again. It's just like a this back and forth game, but it looks like it's been there for a while again, and so really thankful. That, That's that like would that brings up a prudent part uh, to this because now that Rob is not here, I think anybody and everybody should go and find their favorite Rob Skiba content and download that. Because with the way YouTube is right now, um, Jim Staley just suffered a loss of his channel. Tom Dunn just lost his channel. It would be a shame to see that material just disappear and he wouldn't be able to stand up and fight for it. So let's get that material and let's get it back out. Let's get it stored. Let's get it on DVD, what, whatever we need to do. But we need to have that accessible for the community and for others in the future. You know, just because... Like I said, Rob took his last breath um, yesterday. It does not mean that it has to be the last time any of us share Rob's material or talk about Rob. I mean, he, I think his work will last for decades if we have that much time. So let's let's get that back out there. Let's get that downloaded and saved just in case, because you know how the enemy works in this <laughs> this sphere. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to suggest to anyone listening. Um, and on. In my world, um, I've been a part of a project for oh, a good two years now. That uh, it's called Lighthouse, and um, I will uh, I will personally ensure that he has a channel on Lighthouse, and his work is preserved on a platform that's dedicated to no censorship. That would be fantastic. So that's um, yeah. In fact, I was talking to one of the owners and informing them of what happened, and and uh, it, was, it was pretty shocking. And they were uh, some of the conversations they've had through me with Rob, uh, they were, they were so disappointed because they were excited to get Rob's opinion on some things put into lighthouse based off of some of Rob's, uh, thoughts. Really? So, yeah. Yeah. So it's just a big, big impact all around guys. Um, yes, did. but yeah, we'll make sure he has a channel on lighthouse and, uh, uh, make sure, you know, his content can, can be preserved as long as, as long as, uh, that, system is up and running so can't wait guys, yeah wait, me neither <laughs> me neither <laughs> yeah I was encouraged. Daily, daily I'm, lifted, I'm lifted up and motivated and encouraged and everything i needed after thinking about all that all day so appreciate yeah. you guys i love you thank you for joining us um guys i don't know if it'd be too much but i just feel like we should play his that first video again to to lead us out sure. my thoughts exactly thank you guys Please. for joining us Shalom. All right. Well, yeah, bless Thank you, care you guys for watching. And uh, just, yeah, I don't have any more words. You need it, man. Love y'all. There's no one in town I know. But you gave us some place to go. I never said thank you for that. I thought I might get one more chance
What would you think of me now? So lucky, so strong, so proud. I never said thank you for that. Now I'll never have a chance. May angels lead you in. Hear you, me, my friends. On sleepless roads to sleepless go. May angels lead you in. So strong, so proud. I never said thank you for that. Now I'll never have a chance. May angels lead you in. Hear you, me, my friends. On sleepless roads, the sleepless go. May angels lead you in. Angels lead you in. Angels lead you in. May angels lead you in. Angels lead you in. Sleepless roads, the sleepless. 
Just turned in the